to the Nightside. I'm your host Troy, aka Nightside PI. And uh, I know I've been away for a little bit, but I had to do some deep thinking and I decided that I wanted to change some of my things with the podcast, most of which um, bringing someone on because I hate just listening to myself ramble on um, about nothingness. So I figured I would bring in my lovely wife who uh, is pretty much used to my rambling on the daily. So, um, yay. That's me. Yay. So my lovely wife, Terrell, here, uh, is going to go ahead and join me. And we're deciding to go ahead and talk about, uh, things that are, things that we're watching and, uh, talking about it afterwards, you know, feelings about it, stuff like that. Tara hasn't seen a few things. I haven't seen a few things. So in that, uh, spirit, I guess. We uh, are trying uh, this new, and we always like reaction kind of podcasts um, as well, too. So, um, But with the holiday season upon us now, mm-hmm. uh, the spooky season. The favorite, my favorite season. The season favorite. of the witch. Uh, we're going to go ahead and do a little bit of uh, kind of horror-themed shows and what we want to go ahead and kind of focus on here i guess is i guess the two things that we mostly watched just recently um which um was a new movie for you which was the identity movie well we thought it was new and then we got to the end and i was like "Mm, i've seen this before but i didn't recognize literally anything until the end yeah and you still didn't even recognize the twist on that one too so no well not really i mean i called the the very last thing yeah but uh, I, I liked seeing your reactions to it, and, and it was one of my favorite movies, and I know your dad has it because he loves John Cusack. Yes, my dad's favorite actor <laughs> of all time, so all time. every movie. So, uh, how did you feel about that movie, by the way? Um, I, I liked it. I really wish the um, hotel owner guy that wasn't really the hotel owner guy died way sooner. I hated him so much, he needed to go a living stereotype of terrible men from the 90s uh which i think was the point like yeah in a, in a spoiling our movie from 1994 <laughs> or whatever the f- yeah spoiler alert was. turn away now um, yeah we're gonna be talking spoilers for both of them it'll actually be more relevant about. when we go into later things we yeah. can watch but yeah we will be like i'm not gonna like if you have not seen this movie if someone spoiled identity for me i would not have cared yeah uh, because it's very old. Yeah, you're going to get huge uh, backlash from everyone on the internet, by the way. Just head. just heads up. But the fact that all of these people were terrible because they were all, like, split personalities from someone yeah. who was very severely traumatized, probably as a child. Like, makes yeah. sense that all of these characters are kind of terrible, um, except for, like, maybe one or two. Yeah. Well, what I wanted to do going back into this movie, especially is looking into it more of a mental health aspect, and it's it's essentially about a man who's murdered uh, people but doesn't remember it because he has um, a d- d- yeah dissociative uh, identity. Um, so in the movie, the identities um, essentially all meet up and they start dying off one by one, um, and um, I don't know. This would never happen, but he got retried because his his psyche would be killing off the killer side of him. It seemed like what they they like directly stated it once, uh, and then like 
didn't explain why or in any capacity how this happened. They said his mind was like going through a test to see if we could kill off all the personalities, including yeah. the killer personality. Uh, but they literally just said that like one time and like, mm. never talked about it again. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, one I don't know how they knew that he was killing off them or you know, his personalities, so. but. Um, what I wanted to do it was was looking at it, it as like how did it handle kind of some of those mental health issues and and things like that and I mean it it's still it, I mean it I didn't want it to have it framed of like people who have mental health uh, can be very dangerous um, even when they don't know it um, you know and, and and at times that can go ahead and be true but um, I don't know if this was like you're gonna um, do away with all your identities suddenly and people who have that aren't, oh, aren't able to really do that just not psychologically sound in any <laughs> no, capacity except for they used did instead of multiple personality disorder yeah. earlier than i anticipated i feel like that was more of a 2000s thing mm-hmm. but this was early in the 90s and they had already then they said that so yeah. i was i was surprised that they they Impressed. said commonly called multiple personality disorder yeah. because that's what in the 90s that's what everyone knew it as yeah. but now it's did this is a associative identity disorder and like that's been that's common now Even but in the, the 90s judge, it wasn't common i felt like one didn't know or care about it he was like no this person killed something doesn't matter and so i guarantee he would never retry that in real life anyways um but all in all i'm glad that you got to do it because it, it's a movie with like little twists here and there and it kind of like it can uh get you going for a little bit especially when you start seeing like all the uh people um disappearing and and after they've died uh, all the keys are showing up Mm. on the bodies and the one thing that i think that didn't explain the keys (laughs) no well again that was just counting down how many people were left on his identity but um i think the the thing that i didn't notice until uh re-watching it this uh time is that they tried to almost sprinkle in that poltergeist indian burial ground <laughs> type yeah. of plot line which well, i just did not understand so sprinkled it was yeah. like it that's was, why they're disappearing it was trying to imply it was like a supernatural yeah. thing but in the 90s you know indian burial grounds yeah like, that would never fly today the our entire continent continent is built on yeah ground. uh it, but also yeah, it ended up not being that. So it was just yeah. like a cup. It was like a couple times. Here's a trope. In, yeah, <laughs> a couple times for to throw you off, but like yeah. did not follow through in any way. Yeah. Uh, inclu- but also it was on the brochures of the hotel. Like yeah. the brochures of this hotel talk about how this <laughs> yeah, is based on a Native American burial ground and how you really they were want to all tote that. Here. <laughs> yeah, they were all moved here and then died because there was no water. Let's put that on the brochures for this motel in the middle I of mean, nowhere. I mean, if you're going for the horror aspect, then yeah, I totally get that. Um, <laughs> if they want I mean, America, like a scary hotel. Exactly. Then yeah, that totally. Oh, that, was wild. that was a wild but, uh, throw. Like, I feel bad for the actors that uh, pretty much that whole movie was them in rain and just oh, yeah. constantly getting judged. I look at movies now that have constant rain or like they're always in like some sort of water type of thing. I'm like, poor people. Oh, yeah, they're probably so cold. <laughs> yeah, one is so cold, but two, like you get sick regularly too. So anyways, that's a little bit off topic. Uh, I want to get to the main thing that we uh, have watched and uh, definitely had a lot of uh, feelings and uh, wanted to talk about it was uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped not too long ago. I feel like it was... It's only like a week or two ago. Maybe a little bit more. Uh-huh. 
Anyways. I don't know. But um, yeah, it quickly picked up steam, um, and it's done by Mike Flanagan, who um, did uh, Haunting of Hill House and um, Bly Manor, and now this is kind of his next project. Um, they all, like have the same actors and actresses oh, yeah. in it and stuff, which is very cool. Like to like see that happen. Like the the sheriff was in Bly Manor. You know what I just realized? Mm-hmm. I feel like Mike Flanagan is. Uh, doing what we wanted American Horror Story to do, which was giving a really good storyline that wraps up within the end of the season. And you feel like you get pretty much most of the answers. And, and yeah, we never, we never really felt like, oh my gosh, it's good. Uh, like, you know, that way. And uh, First season, American Horror Story. American Horror Story had, like, a handful, not even, like, two to three really good seasons. Yeah. Um, and all of the rest of them, just like that, I saw because I didn't watch all yeah. of them, um, but I watched more than half. I watched most yeah. of them. I only watched. There's only like two or three I didn't watch, um, and almost all but like two. Like the first one was really good. I liked Coven. Not everyone liked Coven. I also loved Roanoke, and I don't think anyone liked Roanoke. Yeah, it's very it was the split most, across the board for everything. It was the most obscure and doesn't didn't tie in anything else the way the other ones did. Yeah. Um, and I uh, and all the rest of them just fell flat at the end. Like they yeah. they looked like they were gonna be good, and then they could not finish the story I well. Couldn't land. Uh, it was like they were clearly right. Instead of having a written story, they were like writing it as they went, and yeah. <laughs> did not have the capacity to finish these stories in any compelling way they or satisfying way. Yeah, they ramped it up to a certain point of uh, like, yeah, no, this is where we're gonna go, and then they just kind of back themselves in the corner, like, I don't know how to get get out of this situation. But like in these, and especially in this one, um, I really like um, pretty much how it makes you think just the whole time, because especially when it comes to horror movies, people are so used to them now that they want to have a a horror movie that actually makes them. Think into a different level that they didn't think that they were going to do within a horror movie, and so you know, not not many things tend to do that, um, and genres can you know meld into other things. But I'm I'm kind of glad that we got past a lot of the torture uh, things that was like in the '90s and early 2000s. Porn, that was that was unfortunately a little bit. I was like, ooh, let's what's this? And you know what? My parents were afraid of uh, that. I liked skulls at that time. I was like, yeah, you're not seeing some of the movies I'm watching. They're they're bad. But anyways, uh, beside the point, I'm really liking. You know, it's um, what I call a supernatural type um, stories where um, they can be. Um, within the realm of understandability type of thing where you can stretch your imagination enough to be able to you know latch onto this idea and and really go with it so what i think we were very surprised about was how well it dealt with a lot of subjects of religion how we also feel about um religion and um you know afterlife what do you believe and and um it was you know, in, in a show that's supposed to be, a, you know, kind of a horror suspense type of uh, show, tackling something like that was, I imagine, incredibly hard to do and a very fine line to try and walk. 
oh, um, without pissing off people. Granted, he still oh, probably sure is. Oh, I'm sure that's not the Catholics <laughs> doing that. I, I think yeah. this, because we're not mad, doesn't mean yeah. that the Catholics no, are not super, super pissed. Uh, who knows what, I don't but, talk to them. But I, yeah. what I really love about this show is that it's very clearly well thought out from the beginning, and mm. it's a very slow burn. So in like, and again, we're spoiling the whole thing, so do not come here expecting no spoilers. That's not yeah. what's happening here. Uh, the the at the beginning where it shows like what religion can get right and like how yeah. a priest can be good and like what it does for the community and like mm-hmm. why people believe this and what they get sucked into what, in, brings, them what brings them there not sucked into in a bad way and that like what brings you to this yeah. spiritual place and like spirituality is important to humans in, in different ways uh, like it, like spirituality the, the spirituality can be, look different but like it's necessary like it's whatever it looks like to you yeah. Um, it could look like believing the science. It's the same. It's like whatever it looks like to you, um, and like why people why people believe this. Like it's not just like they believe it because they do. They believe it because of the the good it can do and what it brings to them. Like the priest brings. Uh, there was one like one character who was like old with dementia, and the, this priest who supposedly knew comes in and like was like, I heard you came to church every day, even not just on Sundays, but every day. And so you can't come anymore, but I'm coming to bring it to you because it's so important to you. And that's like, that's what it should be. Yeah. Like it's, it's community building and like giving to the community. And then it just, it, and like, you can tell that even though it goes very poorly, that his yeah. intentions were good. Um, uh, and then it just like how it can spiral out of control and how someone like Bev can like take, take it over and twist it and make mm-hmm. it evil. Like your intentions are good. Um, you know how how you want to see it happening to you like um is it a blessing or a curse but exactly. i think definitely so as you said going into spoilers um and please turn away if, if you need to but this was a um show that um it, it gave you a little bit of a breadcrumb that you still wanted to continue, um, and and we've found it hard to, to after each episode not to want to jump in right to the next one as well too. So um, you know, dedicate two episodes probably a night because they're an hour each, but you get a really great story of. Um, I like it, it deals with a person. Um, Riley, who uh, killed uh, someone in a DUI, and having to deal with that, and and him going through recovery, and how much religion is a big part of that, and how it's pretty much hasn't worked for him, and and I feel like, especially in this show, Riley was a lot of us. It was a lot of, yeah. If I was in this situation, and I had to go ahead and go through this, and you know, this is how I would choose to uh, see it and would want to try and deal with it. But clearly, even throughout the show, you can tell it's it's something that just constantly haunts yeah, him and not something struggling. that goes goes away. Just so you think you know, like it's just it's just because you can consciously be aware and know yeah. does not mean that emotionally you can deal with it. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I think his character arc was very very good. Yeah. Um, I really liked him. I, I liked almost even the characters you hate. You still like yeah. them, like Bev. God, she's crazy. Yeah, because he knows someone that's like Bev too, mm-hmm. and that's why it, that's why this show really works too. Is because it it does give you um, a lot of information just visually. So 
you know, the way that they're, even though that the way that they're talking, um, you know, it sounds like out of date, they're using kind of like terms that we would find offensive, and that's because they live on an island. And and having kind of the, the aesthetic that the show did really helped kind of tell you the lives that these people normally have and it's and it's not a good one clearly everything's going you know really down the drain because they're, like they're on because <laughs> they're on a freaking island mm-hmm. so i i do like that they did a lot of visual storytelling but what i do like even more is that when they did have those very deep conversations about you know what you know what um why do you think God allows the things that he does and all the suffering that he does? Um, what when, is death? What is death? What is death? Um, and those deep, really deep conversations that they have, um, one, I, I feel like definitely had probably the most scientifically accurate thing that would oh, yeah. happen to you as you die, mm-hmm. um, which I think is very important for people to understand. Um, as well too of why that why that is but also it helps you understand that your transition can be peaceful it's it's essentially just the most vivid remembrance of memories and dreams and and everything like that and and it's your it's your mind just going it was like a full because riley is basically the voice of science in this show and he basically gives a very detailed description of what literally happens in your body as you die and then whatever you think happens after like whatever but like there's it's like a very detailed this is like a step-by-step what's going to happen if you die um so if you're afraid of death the show might not be for you it's very very death-centric but i the way they talk about it is great i like that the way that they don't ever say it like in zombie movies where they don't say zombie and the vampire but this yeah. they don't Infected. say vampires <laughs> yeah they don't say vampire they say angel yeah. um it's very cool yes there was um what i thought what i what i really liked was a lot of the parallels that they're trying to go ahead and make to where you could logically leap to like you know what mate what if jesus was a vampire oh my God. you know <laughs> and it's like trying to almost leap into that type of logic a little I don't bit. Think it was, Jesus no, was a vampire. It's that no, no. Revelations is going to be vampires. Yeah, like, but yeah, exactly. That the the end of times is going to be vampires uh, taking over. Yeah. But it, again, this is handled in a very nice way. Not saying vampires, but um, one uh, trick that I really like that they did is that um, uh, the reflective eyes um, yeah. were very very creepy and effective um, at you know those. Not so much jump scares, but those the scares that like kind of get you chills. Mm-hmm. I like those. They're just like, oh, yeah. That um, the figure, the angel. Um, every time that you saw him, you, you just felt that just kind of like, oh my gosh, it, just the creepiness of this such a tall figure. Yeah. Um, and um, also, my other favorite thing about this was the use of like literal and actual biblical quotes for Bev to justify her insane behavior. Like yeah. just like anything she wanted to do, she had a Bible quote to justify it. Yeah. Um, but also when they're talking, that like when the angel finally comes into the church at the end and is like, like every single person in the Bible yeah. has been terrified when they saw an angel. Yeah. So it's okay that you're terrified of this, like yeah. because it that's what and also like biblical okay. angels. Like I know that in movies and television and shit they portray yeah. angels as beautiful people, but like if you. Like in the original Bible, like in yeah. the, the Torah, the angels are terrified. They're covered in eyes. 
Yeah. They're covered in eyes. They're, imagine an entire body covered in eyes because that's what an angel is. It's scary. No wonder people are scared of yeah. them. <laughs> it's definitely something where, again, the, the, the process was very much thought out because it's like, how do you convince ordinary people who have a lot of faith and can make certain leaps uh, essentially make this the leap the leap to understand and believe that through this path i am going to be you know everlasting in, yeah. in god's love and, and becoming a vampire is the way is, is what god wants you yeah. to do how how do you convince people of doing that? And it's done so well. And you see Monsignor um, Pruitt, who, by the way, amazing actor, um, who portrayed him, and um, really all all of the cast did amazing jobs. I don't think that there's really a, there was a no weak one part. That was bad. They um, were all so good. Even like the parent Riley's parents, yeah. the brother that you kind of barely see, like so they were all good. Yeah. Uh, the mom, I loved his mom and how like. There, there were two, like, characters where you can tell, like, what, like, good Catholicism is. Like, the mom um, and then the doctor's mom who were, like, when she yeah. she heard his, his speech and went, that's not correct. That's yeah. not what, what this religion is. Yeah. And, like, so it's, like, how it can be corrupted, but how, like, it can still be good when the mom at the end was yeah. like, Bev, you're not a good person. That yeah. was my, I think my favorite entire line was when she just was you're like, not person. you're not a good person. <laughs> Just, just know that. Because, I mean, so, to me... She's like, me, well, that wasn't necessary. Yeah. <laughs> to me, calling someone, like, just like, oh, you are a bad person is, like, yeah. one of the... Because you can swear at people and call people a bitch and that doesn't mean anything. But if you can yeah. look someone in the eye and be like, you're a bad person. Like, you were just yeah. not good. Like, I like, know you are hurtful. about you. Yeah. Your behavior is hurtful to other people. You are a bad person. That is the one of the most, I think, insulting things that I would ever say to another person. And, like, yeah. mean it. Versus like you can swear at people that doesn't yeah, mean it. that's just your your inability to control your own emotions. Yeah. But like looking at someone and being like you're a bad person, mm-hmm. like that's like a true like test of your care. You are a bad. Mm. So with this, definitely uh, we've already watched shows about morality, uh, i.e., Good Place. Um, and Good Place was amazing. Yeah, uh, these shows that definitely go into much more deeper thought that I felt like I never really got as a kid and even going into church it was a lot of I at times I felt forcefulness and and like yeah you're gonna like it and, and don't get me wrong there's moments that I did but it was also a feeling of forcedness that it wasn't my own curiosity that brought me to this and it was also like you know, any curiosity outside this would be bad and considered evil or whatever. And trust me, my, you know, my mom definitely was uh, homophobic as well too. And, and you know, it's it's interesting to see now as you get older, you start understanding the way that things work and how you want to view the world um, and how you want it to go ahead and be handled. So when we start watching these shows that I feel like are really trying to start to speak to people on a morality level Mm -hmm. rather than, hey, we're here to entertain you and here's a fun story and blah, 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 but like really go into like, no, what do you believe? Like, what do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, have these conversations, like, you know, watch this, but have these conversations with the people that are around you, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's not meant to 
be something where you, you get into an argument. That's that's not what again a conversation is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about understanding. It's supposed to be about sharing ideas mm-hmm. and getting to that point of you know just common ground yeah. and. I think that especially when it comes to religion, there's so much that could be common ground, but is always skewed. And, you know, there's always going to be a bad one. That's what you believe. It's you're wrong. Yeah. And like, there's just no point in that. That's not how to have a conversation. And that's also not how you convince people. The second you tell someone they're wrong, they are now more entrenched in their belief. Like, period, the end. Like, you, it's not, you... If you want to convince someone something, you have to, like, slowly do it. Yeah. Um, just like in the, uh, freaking the show, the, the Muslim son, they slowly Ali. convinced him to go by being like, look at, we're, we're doing all this, like, there's nothing to do on this island, we're doing stuff. Yeah. Like, we have stuff to do, all your friends are going, mm-hmm. like, that was this actually thing you're doing really with great... your dad by yourself, like. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a really good, um, kind of side story where... Uh, son comes home with Bible and you know town meeting in uh, the school like hey you can't hand out Bibles it's clearly separation you know yeah, you church and state you this can't... is a public school you can't yeah. hand out a Bible and then this girl uses her goddamn yeah. uses her goddamn Bible clubs and just pout, steamrolls everyone in the room <laughs> exactly it's, it's those moments of you know hey you wouldn't want me doing this to you you yeah. know and do you want your son to come home with a Quran? Yeah, exactly. Because you would lose your whole mind, yeah. the and, entire thing. And then again, you know Bev's a bad person because she would be like, I would be all for them learning more and no, you you're wouldn't. just the wrong per. you know, you're just taking this the wrong way. And, and so, yeah, it was just like, oh. Yeah, these are like very targeted very uh, to, to very specific people and types of personalities. Bev is a very specific type yeah. of person that you will see in many churches and not just yeah. Catholic any every religion has a bev yeah. i am so devout to this religion and i am better than you yeah. because of it yeah, <laughs> like every religion has that <laughs> yeah I, I i don't want to ever have a, a religion that i want to look uh, down upon um the the only time that i would is that if it causes um harm yeah you i know, don't look you... down on catholicism i look down on priests molesting children yeah exactly I, don't look down on Christianity. I look down on like not letting other people do things because they have to do what you want to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's a very you can't read this book because it's against my religion. Right. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> and once you start to be able to explore things on yourself or being able to be around other people that have various backgrounds, and that's important. Because you can hang out with people that you have com- commonality with, but it's when you hang out with people of different diversities that you start learning more about um, those things. In fact, actually, one of the things that I um, uh, kind of took pride in myself was when I was growing up, um, I did have a, a friend. I can't quite remember his name. I want to say it was Yusuf. Anyways, um, Muslim. And I... Um, you know, gone over to his house uh, once, and and everything was fine. It's like a normal hangout with with anything else like that. But it's like all I could think about is, like my mom, being like, you know, like don't 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 like you know don't take anything like as far as like they say religiousy stuff or or anything else like that. So it it was kind of hard to be accepting when you had 
a, a major force kind of being like, you know, maybe it's not right. Maybe you should not listen to what they have to say. And getting over that voice of like, no, listen to what people have to say doesn't mean you have to believe what they believe. Yeah. It means that you are open and you can accept what a person that other people are different than you and can believe different things and it doesn't make either one of you bad i'm yeah. very very fortunate that i grew up in a house where like my dad was an agnostic and my mom considered herself a christian but never went to church ever once yeah. we like tried to go to church like twice and neither one of us are morning people like there was a zero percent chance we were getting up to go to church ever oh, yeah. uh but like she was like always for like i learned about trans people when i was like six years old and yeah. it was like a conversation like this is my friend she's trans she used to be a man now she's a woman and she is she and that is the end of it like that was it like it wasn't a thing <laughs> and like that's what you that's how you teach children and like i, I my mom would teach me things through te television yeah. like okay oh this this is a race moment we're gonna pause we're gonna talk about this yeah. like so i learned about all that stuff growing up and so i had a a easier because there's always unlearning with yeah. racism and and all of those things so i had a higher ba an easier base but it doesn't mean that it wasn't there still and you just it's always about learning it's just sometimes harder oh yeah <laughs> and especially because you want to have a set belief of like no i don't want to believe this but it's like at times no you need to look into what it is um and it can be scary it can be something that you don't want to hear but it's going to be knowledge that you can use going forward and i think that that's probably always the most important thing nowadays is, is knowledge and that's why when it comes bringing it back into religion the unknown is something that everyone's afraid of and they want to have an answer they want to have comfort in knowing that when they go or when a family members go that there is something peaceful afterwards that your 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 being your entity is going onwards and and um not just nothingness yeah not just nothingness. nothingness is terrifying yeah. and like i'm afraid of nothingness i yeah. what i want to be real and i'm never gonna know but i would like it to be reincarnation because then i yeah. get to continue living but you know who knows literally exactly. who knows if anyone tells you they know they're a liar yeah. and, and i mean it's a comfort as well to you know i have loved ones looking over me and things like that those are comforts to uh give give to you in those moments of not knowing and that's what this show really wanted to pick at was um you know those comforts you know again you you can go ahead and, and wrap yourself in those but realize that those comforts can also go against you and can start strangling you more than anything can else be used by other people exactly. to manipulate you and that's why you have to thinking everything even things you believe and not just I like just because you get told something you want to believe yeah. it doesn't mean that it's true and that goes for everybody critical thinking is is at, at times very hard uh mm -hmm. to do if no one's uh given you those warning signs like i almost got you to like if exactly. you grew up in a religious house and household they might not want like specifically like homeschooled like because mm -hmm. they don't want you to learn things in public schools yeah and so they don't want you to think critically about your religion or they want you to only think critically yeah. about your religion and not other religions like think about our religion think about it a lot yeah. think critically about it but don't think about other things because yeah. then you might learn something else and then think negatively critically about yeah religion. exactly like, it's you're just gonna like, you're gonna hear the things that you don't want to hear, and and it might it's challenge gonna change you. you. Yeah, and instead of like, and you're gonna be weak in those you know moments of change, and that's where I really felt bad was just like it's like 
if you don't have a devotion, if you don't like have that, this is my set belief and this is what I believe in. And if you can go ahead and just, you know, I'm just going to change it whenever I want. Then it's like, what do you believe in then? Like, do you just adjust to whatever person's going to tell you? Or do you just self-soothe to be thinking like, what do I want it to be? Um, so I think, especially with this show, it's really important now uh, for people to just have these types of um uh, conversations and and deep thinking moments that i guess you don't expect to really have when you start watching these things because we we really did uh enjoy how they talked about a lot of uh things um and and it would be i mean it was conversations that i would definitely i imagine and riley i was like i would say that to a priest if i was like really really prepared and all these other things and it's like this is how i feel how can you justify this how can you justify me being able to believe something that clearly is showing me it's wrong? And that back and forth conversation was some of the best. That the first um, AA meeting? Yeah, yeah, the AA yeah. meeting was uh, one of the first ones where I see this deep conversation about it because I think that that's also important is that you should be able to talk to a, a religious leader openly about what you believe and going to advice but not having to feel like that person's trying to convert me and that person's trying to go and do this it's like no i i need someone who whose spirituality someone it it, because essentially it's it's a person it's who's a deep thinker like i want to go to a person who's deep thought about morality and had to go ahead and do that. Have a discussion about my morality, and then we can like back and forth about it. And that's also someone who's secure in theirs, yeah. so that they, you you're not gonna like change them. That you can just have a back and forth, yeah. or maybe change them. Who knows? Um, but who's also not gonna be like, I'm gonna convert you. This is just what I believe. Like that's yeah. just what that priest was just like. I this is what I believe, and you can believe what you want. And I don't think he yeah. didn't convert Riley in any. No, capacity, he didn't. And that was but, the like, thing he that he was comforted trying to do. him. Yeah. Like they were, he was comforted. Uh, and those AA meetings were very productive and really good once they had that conversation. I don't know. You saw, you definitely, as you mentioned before, you saw what a religious leader is supposed to be doing for their community and helping out and reaching out to, to be that support that they need to go ahead and be. Yeah. And when you lose that trust, it's so hard to to get it back. And, and, yeah. and, you, and you start seeing it spiral out of control. He wanted uh, everyone to trust what he was doing, mm-hmm. even though he knew like this is wrong this is not going well that like something's off but maybe this is good maybe this is meant to happen this is how i lead people into a a greater faith type yeah. of thing and again it, it and like even if you have yeah. the best intentions like it can still yeah like still go right with other people can make it go right because if he yeah. had the doors open and they were able to like have a talk about it and like it didn't yeah. get destroyed and he didn't get shot by the, the lady yeah. so that he couldn't like talk to them anymore so bev had to do it who yeah. was not the good person and so she locked the doors instead and so it just went awry instead of like if it had gone to like his plan where he wanted it to be good where he's like let's yeah. talk about this and then then we can go forth with it after we had yeah. the same conversation he had with riley yeah like about it but what i really liked is that it started with that deep conversation in the AA meeting, mm-hmm. and then near the end, when Riley was converted, yeah. 
they had the same exact sit down conversation, like open and honesty. This yeah. is what we have to go ahead and, this is what and we're do. Going for. Yeah. yeah, this is what you want, and this is what we need to do. And it again was just such a great conversation of uh, a morality moment, and um, I think probably that out of all the conversations that had tended to happen, I think one of my favorites was when it was Riley and um, what's her face? I can't remember. Oh, uh, I don't remember anyone's um, name. So. Yeah, but uh, the, the, um, the pregnant lady. Yeah. Um, so when they, when they really did have that conversation, like what happens to you when you die? And so good. it was so good. It was just like, most scientifically accurate thing I could ever hear someone say what happens to your body and then on the exact opposite side of like I, I don't want to believe that yeah I want to believe this spiritual yeah. thing um, you know it was really good there's another thing was the other moment I wanted to talk about mm. oh it was that even after that so after Riley got converted yeah. uh, and they had that conversation and they like left it and then Riley took the complete opposite message yeah. Absolutely not, and then he yeah, he, himself. He, yeah, he stopped it. He's like, absolutely not. We're not doing this. But it, it puts you into that moment of like, oh my gosh, is he gonna like do that? And you know, again, they they did exactly what they needed to. Is mm-hmm. is someone realizing like, no, this is this is wrong. This is not the way that you're supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And you know, then again, at the end of the show, it it goes to show you. Yeah, it, it goes awry very fast, and um, once you put like you can have the purest message, but yeah. once you put other humans into it, they put their own spin on it. Oh, they yeah. do their own thing. They're their own damaged beings. Yeah. Like you can't just like every person is their own person. They're not exactly. going to do it exactly the way you want to do it. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the great things about this show is how well they do handle all of these things, and yet still give you some sort of monster. Uh, <laughs> A movie type of thing um, and so I'm really excited to see more shows do something like that um, I, to see more from this guy yeah he did a really good end Mike Flanagan and um, I was gonna mention it sounds like he did get um, uh, hired on to be doing Edgar Allan Poe the House of Usher um, and I don't know if it's just that or if it's like a collection of the series, but hey, he's I'm kind of hoping that it's like a collection and not yeah. just like the fall of the House of Usher. Because yeah. it's just like it's fine. Like the fall of the House of Usher is fine. It's just not yeah. my favorite Poe thing, but it's like fine. Yeah. Uh, but if they did a bunch of little ones all related or little Poe stories or did yeah, if you say had uh, uh, a one central through line of a story, but um, elements of his. Uh, you know, works and things like that that are kind of peppered in, and yeah. you know, kind of like a raven, you know, type of uh, a moment. Like yeah, a, like a raven moment in each episode or whatever, yeah. or like even if they, he did each episode, it was like a, like he did a raven, yeah. did a, a cask of Montiato, which is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, did a black cat, did yeah. well, all of them. Like that would be cool in each episode of one because they're they're short stories, they're not long. Yeah. Did a Telltale Heart. Like, yeah, exactly. We could do them all. Or maybe they're just completely new and they're all just like yeah. related to the House of Usher and like the weird ass family that is the House of Usher that we only meet the like one person when yeah. two people from the House of Usher. Uh, so this is something where we, we definitely want to follow what he does next and, and what he's doing because yeah, all the things that he's put out so far have been really good uh, watches and 
um, I noticed they're always a slow burn in the beginning too. Yeah. They're always like, uh, is this even gonna be good? Oh no, dude. Well, we need to finish maybe. Uh, Haunting of Hill House because we yeah, didn't yeah. because we were like, mm, yeah. I don't know if this is gonna be good. And of course, everyone do uh, does like that as yeah. well too. So. And also, I didn't even realize that that's done by Shirley Jackson, an author from like the 1930s. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe 1960s. I can't remember when she wrote those, but she wrote other like really good things. I'm, I'm reading right now. We have always lived in this castle, mm -hmm. um, and she wrote something called The Lottery, which is also really good in a short story so you can yeah. read that in 20 minutes maybe um and it's really good um mm. so like classic like female novelist yeah. so really cool that like and i had no idea that she wrote the haunting of hill house at mm. all um, yeah i uh like the woman in horror like mary shelley yeah um, mary shelley which there's uh, that one thing we need to watch hey oh, guess yeah. what we need all the things that we need to watch. watch i have a list of <laughs> halloween things for us to watch we and should i put think that on, the list, mary shelley. on that know. note we might need to go watch something yeah. so we can have another podcast about watching things. Oh, we gotta watch more stuff. We gotta watch more stuff. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, I have a whole list. It's a layover from last year plus new stuff this year. Ugh, so many things. But uh, thank you for joining me, my lovely wife. It's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, I know that we'll do this again here soon. Yeah. Um, I feel do like this every like Saturday morning or something. Yeah. Uh, especially for like um, what we've been watching throughout the week, but uh, October is definitely going to be our horror month, and we're going to be watching all that stuff uh, there. Um, we need to watch our Lovecraft Country, which we oh, never saw. Yeah. Um, so it re uh, so that's new for both of us that I, I know that we could definitely enjoy. Um, but yeah, I think that there's definitely some things that we could uh, get into and, and start talking about. But, this would be fun to do, like, just because there's so many things I haven't seen that are, like, classics. Yeah. Um, like, Rocky. Did you ever see Poltergeist? I did see Poltergeist, okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to show you that one again, because that's good. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen it since I was young, but, like, I don't need to see Poltergeist again. No. But it's been done many times in different forms. Like, yeah. I know Poltergeist. Yeah, it's essentially uh, um, paranormal activity paranormal. before it was paranormal activity. Oh, paranormal activity was good. And then they just did 10 million of them. Exactly. What we need to do, run. what we need to do, and we should start soon, is watch the entire. Never, we've never seen any of the Conjurings. Yeah. Not, not one. Yeah. And there's I know. like seven of them now. Yeah, I know the uh, at least from watching it on the internet, the uh, the through line of the uh, story. Yeah. Well, I don't. So yeah. we're gonna watch all of them, and I can't wait. Uh, maybe we could watch a couple this week, and then next Saturday talk about them. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have to come out with the schedule and then. Uh, yeah, we really need to actually make a schedule of things we need to watch because we there's too many things and we're trying not to repeat, so we're not going to be rewatching re anything. We've I tend to seen. have a good, pretty good memory about things that we've watched. So. Yeah, and I mean, I just mean like I, we're not going to be watching like Edward Scissorhands this year because they're not Edward yeah. Scissorhands, uh, Sleepy Hollow. I mean, uh, because we got to watch new stuff. Yeah, like, but there's so yeah. many more things that I've just like been missing. Yeah, I keep I've been really wanting to watch. Before Christmas, oh. it's always our classic as well too. Christmas. We'll watch that at Christmas. That's okay. fine. We'll, pro we'll probably watch it once. Maybe our Halloween party put it on in the background. Uh. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> this is why we, uh, um, we, ramble. we ramble. ramble and uh, we, we just, yeah, we just this is all of us doing everything. Oh, what do we need to watch again? Everything. I don't know. Literally, that's why I put it on a list because I won't remember. Like I have a it's list on list on list on list. Like yes. my life is lists. It's, my lists are my legacy. It's all the when lists. I die, my lists are everything I've ever written down. Buried with you. Yeah, my throw my phone in my whatever, burn it with me. Except for no, because that would be no. so smelly. Don't burn the phone. 
They're really bad. That's going to be what you worry about when you're that the smelliness? The smelliness of burning phone batteries? Yeah. Oh, anyways, on that uh, lovely note, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap out uh, yeah, this. Dinner. <laughs> uh, we're going to wrap out this episode, but uh, thank you for listening uh, to whoever chooses to listen to us, and um, we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to our rambling voices. We